Now watch this. This is, this is funny. Possibly illegal, what Jesus does next. I think so. Because Jesus, who is the Word of God, who spoke the world into existence, Colossians 1.16, needs a way to get out into the world that he made the message that he is. He needs a way. This is crazy because the Maker… In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made that were made, and without him nothing has been made that has been made. That one, the Maker, needs a way to get the Word. The Word needs a way. The Maker needs a way to get the Word into the world that he so loved that he came wrapped in flesh. He needs a way. And it says that he saw two boats at the shore, and one of them was belonging to Simon. Watch what he does, verse 3. He got into one of the boats. Okay, you're looking like that's normal. No conversation. No lease agreement. You don't think if you don't think if you don't think this is weird, try it when you leave church today. No, I'm serious. If you don't think this is weird, just find the nicest car that you like in the parking lot. Just the nicest one. Don't do a Camry. There's nothing wrong with Camrys, but if you're going to steal a car, pick the nicest one in the parking lot and just do what Jesus did. Just get in it. And when they come up to the window, and ask you, what are you doing in my car? Say, I noticed your elevation sticker. I figured you're a Christian. I need to use it. Can I have your keys? Because it's essentially what Jesus does. He sits down in the boat, the one belonging to Simon Peter. Okay, Why did Jesus pick Peter? You ever thought about that? I have. Because I can think of a lot of reasons why he wouldn't pick Peter. A lot of reasons why he wouldn't pick Peter. Peter was impulsive. Peter was a know-it-all. Peter was violent. You don't cut off people's ears if you had a normal upbringing. That's not something that… Peter had a filthy mouth. Peter, Peter, Peter. I heard one preacher say, because Peter was bold. That's why Jesus liked him. He was bold. I don't think so. Because remember, the, the Bible was written pre-Uber, and Jesus had a lot to accomplish in three years. The Word had to get out. Touch somebody said, we got to get the Word out. How are we going to get it out? No Facebook. No YouTube. No Instagram. You know why? I have come to believe that the reason Jesus picked Peter is because he had a boat. How? How else? Okay, let me preach point number two. I want to talk about creative collaboration. Because now here is the Creator partnering with his creation. Here is the Word of God. Who has the ability to walk on water? Don't forget that. 
If Jesus had wanted to just get away from the crowd and preach and create a little distance, we know from Matthew chapter 14 that if a storm comes up and the boat is not available and Jesus needs to get somewhere, he will just suspend the laws of buoyancy that he himself created in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. If Jesus can't find a boat to ride on, he'll speak a word and walk on the Word that he is to the place that he… But you don't want to do it like that. And I would have done it like that because this is early in his ministry. And if you moonwalk back on the water and then preach to the crowd, they'll pay more attention. Don't you think? He said, No, I want a boat. I want a boat. I want his boat. I want her boat. I want to use their life. I want to. Yeah, I want to use their weakness. I want to build a church. I want to call people together from all different nations around the world who will be a part of the EFAM. I want to want to call people from different backgrounds. I want to call people of, of, of different kinds, different types. I want, I, want, I want some people who own their own businesses. I want some people who are unemployed. I want some people who suffered great abuse in their childhood. I want to bring them together. I want to, I want to use your boat. And it's the hardest thing for us to understand sometimes. Why would the one who can walk on water have any use for our boat? And I think the devil uses it to give us excuses why we don't offer God what we have. Because my boat's not as big as his. My boat, my boat, my boat's dirty. My boat, come on, my boat. I fished all night. I caught nothing. What would you want with me, Jesus? So I went from thinking that Jesus needed Peter's boat to realizing that Jesus didn't need Peter's boat. Peter needed Jesus' blessing on his boat. Because that same thing happened to me in the area. Of giving, when we give the offering, I thought that giving was the way that we supported the church to keep the lights on, to keep the salaries paid. Forgive me for being so naive. I thought God needed my boat. I thought He needed my gift. A little bit of life rolled by, and I realized that God was God before I ever showed up. And I'll put this out to you: there were two boats on the shore. So I believe if Peter had said no, Jesus would have got in the other one. It means he doesn't have to use us. He chooses to use us. It's in verse 3. It says that he got into the boat belonging to Simon. And I love the phrase. It says, and he asked him. You want to do this? I mean, you don't have to. I can totally do this without you. But I like your boat, bro. I like your I like your boldness. I like your brokenness. Can I borrow your boat? Can, can, can God borrow your boat? The gifts that He gave you? Can He use them for His glory? Or did you get so confused about who made the trees? 
that you lost sight of the fact that everything that God gave you is on loan. You can't take it with you. Giving releases me to remember that it was his boat to begin with. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Peter had a boat, but the boat had to be made of something. Peter had a boat, but the boat had to come from somewhere. And Now the one who spoke the cedars and who spoke the cypress into existence, the one who spoke the ocean and the chemical balance of the ocean that would create and sustain the life of the fish, the one who put the gills on the fish that Peter was looking for at the bottom of the ocean unsuccessfully said, can I get on your boat? Because it's a cool thing when God becomes your partner. He knows the best spots to fish. It's a great thing to have the Son of God on your boat. It's a great thing when you don't have to fish alone. It's a great thing when you say, God, all I have is yours. It's a freedom to it. I can't explain it if you've never experienced it, but it's a freedom to it. When you come to the end of yourself and your boats are pulled up on the shore and Jesus says, now that you've done all you can do, will you give me a push? And all Peter had to do, watch this, no ten-year plan, all he had to do was obey and give Jesus a push. Now, when he pushed that boat out into the water, he thought he was loaning Jesus the boat for an hour. He did not know because God will trick you into stuff. Touch somebody say there's a catch. There's always a catch. He did not know that he would spend the next three years taking this crazy miracle work and he didn't know that the deaf ears would be opened after they got off this boat. He didn't know that blind eyes would see because Jesus got a ride on his boat. You never know what God will do until you let him on your boat. You don't know. You can't know. And that's what faith is. It's pushing out into the deep when you don't know the result. And it's letting down the nets for a catch. Touch somebody say, there's a catch. There's a catch. There's a catch. Oh, Jesus said, I know you can't see it, but I can see it because I stocked these waters you're fishing in. There is a catch. See, I think uh, Tom Lehman was telling me this. He said, fishing is like the Holy Spirit. You can't see the fish, but they're there. And the more you learn about it, the more you will know how to fish in the right places. The more you follow him, the more you hear him, the more you get acquainted with his voice and say, I don't see it. I don't feel it. But God, if you speak it, I'll do it. Not because I feel it, not because I see it. Not because I understand it and not because it makes sense, but if you say so, I will. If you say do it, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I want the obedience of God to be the guarantee of my inheritance. Hey, thanks for watching. Make sure to click the subscribe button on your screen so we can notify you whenever we release new content. Go ahead and subscribe now. I'll see you next time.